Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45 minute break in the day between meetings, realize this is your moment. So you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy one of your select faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal valid when product served. Tonight, it's the biggest night of the year for podcast fans. Our 2021 iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. These are really some of the best and brightest and smartest and most compelling minds in the country. Celebrate the podcasts we've leaned on for laughs, headlines, stories to get our adrenaline pumping, and voices to comfort us. This is a huge honor. We did it! Thank you to my listeners, because without them, this wouldn't happen. Don't miss our 2021 iHeartRadio Podcast Awards. Watch on iHeartRadio's YouTube and Facebook, and listen on our iHeartRadio app. Tonight at 9 p.m. Hello and welcome to episode number 32 of the LSR podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by the brightest minds in all of the gaming industry. With me this week, Dustin Galker and Eric Ramsey. We do not have Adam Candy with us this week. It is uh, vacation time for him, so hopefully he is chilling, relaxing, max max relaxing, as the kids say, chillaxing. Eric, did, Eric, you're younger than I am. Do, do the kids still say chillaxing? Is I thought that, you were just going to break into the French, Fresh yeah, Prince. Yeah, that's what uh, I thought. I thought we were having, right there. Yeah, we're going to have a rap Prince. time on the podcast. I mean, you know, we will maybe maybe one day, you know, maybe one day whenever we really want to spice things up here. Guys, as always, we're on Apple. We're on Google. We are on Spotify. So please go in, subscribe, rate, review, do all of those great things to help people find this podcast when they go and search for it. We do appreciate all of the love that we are getting on this thing. Talk about some Pennsylvania numbers. We'll talk about New Jersey, you know, numbers. We'll talk about what's going on in New York and Delaware. We'll also talk about, oh boy, yeah, is there going to be some more trying to get some federal oversight on all of this? We'll talk about all those things. But first, Eric, let's kick things off with Michigan. Yeah, let's do. You guys actually, uh, apologies for my absence last week. You guys talked about Michigan at some length, so I won't belabor the point here. But we are expecting a signature on that bill this week, probably very late in the week from what we're presuming and hearing. That is, as you guys talked about, sports, DFS, poker, online casino. Uh, Sports betting looks like we're sort of thinking March Madness for launch. Super Bowl probably seems out of the question. We may actually see online before retail just because of the dynamic with the tribes and the way the law is set up. Um, yeah, that's really about the only update. It's not much of an update, but we we should have this bill signed by the time we leave for the weekend. That is good news for people over there in Michigan here. I mean, listen, March Madness is being a target for retail. I don't think is the end of the world here. Dustin, we were speculating a little bit last week and I imagine we're still kind of saying that, the you know, we've, we've heard these target dates before and them kind of drift. But with them setting March Madness, I think that if you're in Michigan, you could feel at least fairly comfortable that you'll definitely be betting by football season. 
Yeah, look, this isn't even a signed law yet, so gaming regulators have to get a, get involved. Um, obviously, they've been looped in, I think. it's They're, they're not putting out uh, – key senator uh, from Michigan is not putting this out there without having some idea of what he's talking about, we presume. So we, we, March Madness seems like a, a decent target. It's the big last big sporting event, really, before um, before football season starts. So clearly, the state would love to, to generate that revenue. So, yeah, it's, uh, it seems reasonable, but, yeah, we you never know. Every state, a little different um, – um, yeah, and, and just to make sure, people in Michigan probably are saying, "Wait, we're we're down this road last year, and the governor actually vetoed this bill." Uh, it seems like there's absolutely zero risk of that this year. Uh, the governor has basically, you know, said said she's going to sign it. So uh, we're we're not really looking for a sweat in Michigan. You should have should have sports betting law on the books before the end of the week. And I'll correct myself here a little bit. Uh, I said that mobile com- could come first. We actually have a new piece on LSR this morning from Matt Cradell, who talked to the senator who says he thinks it'll be the other way. He thinks the Detroit casinos might open first. So, yeah, that's the latest info we have. I'm probably just just sort of wrong a couple days behind the times on that news hey it's 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 fine we're in this you know we're in the last stretch here of the year a little housekeeping actually for the podcast i'm sure this is not going to come as a shocker but we will not have an episode next week we will not be taping on christmas day uh dustin is actually here with us despite the fact that uh, sleep has been uh coming and going here for for him uh, congrats to he and his uh, beautiful wife on their new addition to the family so um we will certainly not be here next week but we will be back right uh bright and early for you in the new year in 2020 so we will anything that we miss over those couple of weeks we will have a big little kind of wrap-up pod there for uh 2019 for and god, sure. god help us if there's sports betting news the week of christmas like <laughs> there will be I'll, you know it although, <laughs> like it was this was like, was it four years ago? I was sitting on Christmas Eve and the Illinois uh, <laughs> attorney general dropped that uh, she thought uh, DFS was illegal gambling in the state. So I was, I was writing that on Christmas Eve. That was good fun. Yeah, I'm sure that went over well with with everyone as well. I mean, I, I, I get I get dirty looks uh, around all of the holidays, so I'm pretty used to it. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure anyone that kind of lives in in our in our industry here uh, gets those as well. Dustin, let's talk about California. Yeah, a little update in California. It's very, very incremental news, but you know, obviously, we uh, anything that's going on in California, we're excited about. Big state, uh, lots of potential betters, uh, lots of potential money for the state. If it happens, newest is that there will be a hearing on January eighth. Uh, our Matthew Cradell has confirmed that with a senator who's been involved with with legislation there. Um, you know, uh, obviously, getting started earlier is better than getting started later. Um, still, a, a tough road ahead for California. A lot. Lots going on. We, you know, we've talked. We've talked about this legislative effort. We've talked about tribes trying to put a referendum out there that kind of gives them purview over sports betting. So, um, at least we're starting off the year. The people are talking about sports betting in California. Whether it actually ends up resulting in a law, we don't know. But I think you know, talking about it earlier and just talking about it all is good for the future of, of sports betting in California potentially. Eric, California is going to become our new New York. It will be the it will be the topic of every podcast moving forward because of the potential the, for what could go on there in California. It will you'll like to know that maybe we won't have to come every single episode back to New York to you. Yeah, I hope for for the sake of Californians that it doesn't turn into to another copy of New York. We've been talking <laughs> about how New York is not passed this law for several years i don't i wonder what dustin thinks which which state is more likely to have online sports betting uh you know two years from now california or new york i feel like new york has like 
I don't know. I feel like almost no chances. Here. Yeah. I, just the, everything we know about the dynamic in New York is that same people are in charge, uh, even though they've passed a bill out of the Senate. Doesn't seem like there's a will either from the governor's office or the assembly to actually move the bill. So I like maybe it changes in, in terms of the budget negotiations this year, but I don't think so. Um, you know, I don't. I guess I'd make California a favorite over New York, although I would still bet neither gets something done in within two years. I guess. Yeah, d- despite the fact that nothing has really changed in California, either, the the conversation does seem just a little bit different. That you know, in the last few months, talking about getting getting the tribes together, having you know real serious meetings with broad groups of stakeholders. These are at least the the right steps towards getting something done. But yeah, we've but you and I have been covering online poker for you know <laughs> I've been covering it for like five years. You've been covering it for two or three now. Like yeah. It's 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 the, it's not a different problem really. It's kind of the same problem because all the same people want to do it. Everybody disagrees on how to do it. Uh, over a decade of negotiations, nothing ever really changed on on online poker. You know, there's there's a lot. I think there's a lot. I think everybody realizes there's probably more money in sports betting um, or or there should be. And there should be, you know, room to do it retail, do it online. There should be a way that everybody says, okay, this just makes sense for all of us. Let's figure out how we can all make money off of it and move on with our lives. Now, no, that doesn't always happen in political reality, but um, it does feel like at least Despite the fact that tribes have kind of, I wouldn't say gone nuclear, but their referendum item has really, you know, kind of framed it in it's uh, an us against them thing again. But it has changed and people are talking about it and there's stuff out there. And that's that wasn't the case at all, really, last year. Last year was kind of a, a black hole of not much, not much talk about sports betting in California. There's clearly a lot of people talking about it and trying to drive the narrative this year yeah, or and, in 2020. And I think, you know, one of the things that we're probably seeing just even across just the United States in general is, you know, more people, I'm not even going to say our age, but even, you know, younger than us, like there's a lot more people that are, you know, grew up kind of in the age of not only the internet, but just, you know, people being able to do different things that they weren't necessarily always allowed to do and are a little bit more open-minded to come to all these things. And those people are coming into more power. And some of the people that with the old school mindsets that were, you know, no matter what numbers you threw in front of them, they were always going to say no, just because why they've always said no. And there are people who are like that. And I think, you know, as you know, we kind of start to see this, everything, the pendulum start to shift here towards people being more open, minded to these things. I think a lot of it might have to do with the fact too, that just, you know, more, more people that are a little bit younger, a little bit more progressive, understand how things, how the world is moving anyway, are coming into actually decision-making positions. Yeah. And look, we can actually tie the two things we just talked about together. Michigan uh, allows for the 23 tribes in the state to do sports betting. And, you know, we, we don't know exactly how in favor of this we are. They were on board, at least it seems like from everything we, we've heard. But that that's the big piece in California is that there's the tribes, whatever happens, they they, you know, they have to be involved. They have they they probably have more. They, they definitely have more say in California than they do in Michigan. But to see a state like Michigan, where tribes are actively part of the conversation, the, the, the sports betting legislation will let them do it as commercial entities uh, online. So it's a little different than than we've seen other, elsewhere. Just seeing that momentum from tribes generally, I think, is, is, a, is a good sign as well that, you know, every state, again, is different. And not we can't you can't just say, oh, it's this happened in Michigan. It's going to happen in California. But that's that's the thing that we're looking at as, as things move on. Tribes more interested in sports betting are open, at least to the, the online factor of it. And that's got to be good news as, as, as time goes on. So talking about online and online betting and how we are going to move forward with things, we've talked about Kentucky a couple of different times on the podcast here, Dustin, and we know that they 
took a swing at it and did not get there and are going after it again. What's kind of the latest with Kentucky? Yeah, Kentucky is there's a bill pre-filed already for 2020. This is, you know, we're coming up on the busy season for for LSR when lots of legislation is going to start getting introduced. We'll try to digest it and figure out what's going on. But, you know, Kentucky is going to, you know, again, obviously try to take a look at, at sports betting uh, with legislation from rep- from a representative there. Um, you know, I think this is part of the larger conversation we're going to get into here. But. Um, the bill is going to have in-person registration for sports betting. And we don't know if that's like everybody says that has to be the way it is. But, uh, you know, the, the sponsor of the bill has said, we're not going to be able to do this here unless we have in-person registration for online sports betting, which, um, you know, we're, we're going to look at the numbers from other states and to say that this is the right idea, like it's, you know, uh, it's it's becoming frustrating, and we're we we're a broken record, I'm sure, on this podcast about it. But until until people start saying that you got you, you just got to stop throttling online betting, you got to you got to embrace it if you really want to make any money or to you know accomplish any of your goals with sports betting. And I think that takes us right into Eric this this next topic that we want to hit here, and I um, mean, you know, let's go ahead and hit on the Pennsylvania numbers we've given you guys the early Pennsylvania returns here and each, you know, each and every month, not only is the market more maturing, but we've seen different entities come into play here in the markets and making, uh, you know, the people have more choices, people have more options. And I think we're seeing that in these Pennsylvania numbers. Yeah, we are now up to eight online sports books in Pennsylvania. Bet America joined the party this month, so they're not part of the November numbers I'm about to tell you about. The November numbers are very good. Uh, $316 million in handle, almost 20, $21 million in revenue. Those are both records for the young market. It, it does put Pennsylvania over a billion dollars in lifetime handle. Not so bad for the first few months. Um, We're seeing some of the same trends we see in New Jersey online, about 85%. Of the total action, you know, 266 million in online handle is pretty good work for for young Pennsylvania. And also like New Jersey, it's pretty much FanDuel and everyone else. They uh, were responsible for just about a little less than half of the handle, a little more than half of the revenue. So like they're doing in New Jersey, sort of dominating the early days in Pennsylvania. And what else? I, you know, just kind of looking at the retail numbers around the state, those Pittsburgh and Philadelphia area books doing about eight to 10 million in handle uh, at the retail books. And that's really all, uh, really all I see exciting in the numbers. They're certainly, certainly big starting to come into what we expected from, from this market as it matures. So Dustin, let's actually, before I ask this question, let's go ahead and get into the, the New Jersey numbers as well. And then we can kind of start to, to look at these two States. Yeah. You want me to give you those two? Yeah. Let's fire off into those. So more records in New Jersey, 562 million in handle. That is, an all-time record led to 33 million in revenue. That's down actually a little bit. The hold not so great this month. Uh, we said Pennsylvania moved over one billion. This month puts New Jersey over four billion in lifetime handle, uh, more than 350 million in lifetime revenue. And again, online about 85%. Online casino and poker also doing well in both states. Online, online, internet, internet, mobile, all all the things. So Dustin, let's take a look at these two states here. And you know we're very young in Pennsylvania, but we were certainly excited about that market. And we starting to see these numbers explode here. We see that the stuff continues to grow there in New Jersey. The first thing I saw when I saw these numbers come out of New Jersey, and I want to get your opinion on this was, you know, we assumed that there would be some sort of drop off strictly due to the fact that when Pennsylvania got online, a lot of the people that were 
crossing over the border from Pennsylvania over into New Jersey, that that would you know just naturally affect what was going on in New Jersey because they had it in their home state. Now it's the same providers. You you know if they had a DraftKings account, they could use it, a FanDuel account, a, a, a Sugar House account, whatever it might be. But they continue to grow there in New Jersey. Do you think this is because? we're still getting an influx of people betting in New Jersey, or do you think the people that were already betting are, are betting more money now they've become more accustomed to it. They're used to it. And they're actually just putting more money in play there in New Jersey. Yeah. I mean, we're just, we're just spitballing here, obviously. It's all speculating. Yeah. Yeah. Speculation. But, but yeah, maybe we'd be looking at a New Jersey already past Nevada, you know, uh, Nevada all time record in November for November was 581 million. If Pennsylvania hadn't come along with, with online betting maybe we'd already be past that. Maybe we'd be looking at like, I don't know, we'd be looking at more than 600 million in November. I think that's you know feasible for sure. Um, you know, it's, it's certainly a point that we we're sitting here looking like, okay, maybe, maybe all those people in Philadelphia aren't, are going to take away from the New Jersey numbers, but you know, either one, that wasn't as much of the case as, as maybe we thought, or you're still, people are still splitting their time between Pennsylvania and New Jersey. And, you know, if you're in Pennsylvania, you place in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New Jersey, you know, the FanDuel sports book, you can, you can kind of bet seamlessly based on, on where you're at. So, I think the big the big part is though is still New York is sitting out there for New Jersey. That's we we know that's a just a huge amount of handle. If you took New York away, I think we'd be seeing much different different numbers that actually might be, you know, smaller than we than we think. But yeah, the the, the point is the the market's still growing, and you know, just the addition of of taking away potentially some Philadelphia betters has not materially impacted the the growth of New Jersey. Again, a lot of this linked to online casino. Um, which has uh, you know been around for five years. Uh, just in November, that was the anniversary of online casinos in New Jersey. That has really hypercharged everything, um, and you know something for Michigan to look at and look at, look forward to as well. Is that you know if you have both of these things, you're cross selling to your customers. Um, you you should be doing even better than with sports betting as a standalone product. Eric, how soon do we see Pennsylvania eclipse New Jersey, or do we see it at all? It's funny you asked that. I was just sitting just sitting here while Dustin was talking, looking at the handle trends in PA, trying to sort of project that out. I mean, I'll give you the last you know few months: August 109 million, September 194, October 241, November 316. So we're trending you know towards about a 400 million dollar month in December if things go well. I I don't see how when March Madness rolls around, Pennsylvania is not the largest market in the country. I, I just the way it's going, and you know, population alone. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say March is the month we see it happen. Dustin, do you you think Pennsylvania is poised to kind of become the obviously we, we have other states to come and we know that whenever some of these other bigger states actually get online, that they will easily jump into the number one spot. But do you see Pennsylvania becoming kind of the behemoth here over the next 12 months? Yeah, I mean, definitely over 12 months. I'm not sure I would peg it to March Madness. I'd be more like NFL season. I mean, there's just way more people in Pennsylvania than New Jersey. So you're, you're drawing on a larger data, larger, larger base of potential betters. I, I think what Pennsylvania has going against it is there's not as many brands and not, not quite as much competition. Although there's, you know, like Eric said, eight sports books online, that should be enough competition to kind of, you know, make people, you know, 
really try to get customers over the next year or two years and even longer. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, I hate, I hate speculating on this cause we've been, I've been very wrong sometimes on New Jersey versus Nevada over the past since, since legalization, but just because Pennsylvania has more people, it's, I mean, there's gotta be a larger market eventually, you know, how, how soon that is, you know, I'd say NFL season next year is, is at least a decent target. So these numbers, we continue, you know, we had these huge numbers in Pennsylvania, huge numbers in New Jersey. And now we kind of look at some of these other states when their numbers are out and we aren't really jumping up and down about them. And there's an interesting article up on LSR right now just talking about the numbers in some of these other states, uh, whichever one of you wants to kind of handle this one. But it's a very interesting article that we can kind of summarize for our listeners here. Man, yeah. I, I- I'm a New York guy, so let me at least start yeah. by picking on my my beloved home state of New York. They don't report handle, and you know I've asked them if we can get that, and they will not provide handle. So we don't know how much is being bet in New York. We do know that they're barely eking out one million dollar months. November was one point three million in revenue, down from about two million the month before. Since uh, since sports betting launched in July, New York has made about seven. The books have made seven million dollars in combined revenue. It's just, it, you know, I, I don't know what else to say except, the, you know, we all know the opportunity they're missing. It's bad enough that the New York Post is writing articles about how sports betting is not legal in New York. Even the New York Post doesn't realize they can bet on sports in New York. It is an utter failure so far, and I'm I'm disappointed that I that it is my home state. Dustin, what about some of these other, you know, states that we can kind of point to as well that we just, you know, at at least are able to look at and say, okay, this not that we have to continue to make our case, but here's 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 how we can continue to make our case. No, we have we have we absolutely have to continue to make our case until we rid the world of bills (laughs) that either limit uh, sports betting to retail sports books only or to in-person registration or other things that are meant to just kind of artificially throttle the market. You know, we saw Illinois where there's, you know, not a very open market for when, when they, when they legalize that you're only gonna have a certain number of online brands. So yeah, we have Iowa as well. Like not, it's like, not like Iowa is a disaster, but they have in-person registration. We, I, I think we'd definitely be seeing larger numbers out of Iowa. We, in parallel, we see Indiana, which is already in the hundreds of millions of handle and Iowa was uh, 59 million uh, in uh, November. So it's another case of, like you, you're just you're just not creating as much money as you could, and and, and this isn't a, a an online versus retail, but it's it's hilarious to me that New York, which obviously has a zillion people in it, uh, is is making less money from sports betting than Delaware, which has, again, only three retail sports books in the state. It's close to other states that have legalized New Jersey and Pennsylvania as well. So it's just like. I don't know. For me, it's just frustrating because the narr- we, we keep seeing we, – we have clear, obvious numbers from Pennsylvania and New Jersey that – you know, an open online, a relatively open online market is cre- is good for the sports betting business that will cr- drive drive revenue, drive more signups. Just it, it'll just help everything. And we continue to see people say that's not the case. Uh, and we don't get it. We don't want to get too much into politics. But, you know, we're impeachment hearings today. There are people who look at the same set of, of facts and data and come away with vastly different um, ways of looking at that data and saying, Okay, we have we can't we have to you know help our, our retail casinos. We can't really let online sports betting come in and take over. Like same same with impeachment. Some people look at the, the two different things. The same set of facts say, okay, we should impeach Trump. We shouldn't impeach Trump. But we I, I, the sports betting stuff is so cut and dried to me. Like I don't know how you look at Pennsylvania and New Jersey markets and say 
we sh- we shouldn't have an, o- an open online market. You're just you're just hurting your t- hurting your state and potential tax revenue. You're hurting your casinos. You're trying to help out. Sometimes this is a self inflicted wound. Casinos are, are are sometimes actively pushing for this, and they, they they're just scared of it. But uh, you know, I don't. Hopefully, this goes away in the coming years. But you know, right now we're still dealing with it. Yeah, it's a it's it's just this old school mentality that some people are just going to have to understand is just it's it's it doesn't hold water in the fact that well if we don't have you know if we don't have this then it'll it'll continue to put people through the doors and you know, we, I'm talking about from the casino side Dustin when you yeah. mentioned that some of the people from the casinos are still with that and they're like no no it'll push people through the doors well no that's actually not the case if I'm sitting on my couch in my underwear and I can pull out my phone and make a bet last minute on a game before, you know, Thursday night football or something, I will do that. If I do not have the option to do that, I'm not going to put on clothes and get in my car and drive to go do, to go put, you know, the bet in before Thursday night football or something. So it's actually, all you're doing is limiting yourself from getting something and turning that into nothing because the percentage of people who are going to, take the conveniences of being in their own home and being able to do it on their own time whenever they want to and turn that into a physical trip to the casino. Again, we're talking anecdotally and I'm just kind of, you know, and and I'm just like basically making up stuff here, but I can only assume that that is a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of people who would actually, that that is actually a conversion of getting people to put on clothes, get in their car and physically go walk through the door. Yeah. And look, you're getting, you're getting that, hit one time if you're saying you have to go sign up in person you're getting that person to come to your casino one time at max maybe you're engaging them another way but you're you're really not accomplishing that much and you know we i think we saw in iowa people would just like there was some anecdotally like people would just get in the line, sign the sports book and leave. They didn't do anything else at the casino. That's that's the idea is that, yeah, oh, I'm, they're going to come and do something else at the casino. I, don't, I just don't think that's the case. <laughs> and I, I also and you're, I don't think you're making stuff up. I don't think I think everybody underestimates how lazy people are like like say you have to go half an hour to drive to a casino to sign up for a sports book like that. That's going to stop some people. We talked about it last week with Rhode Island that, you know, the pe- half the people uh, got stopped in registration because they said they had to go one- to one of the two Twin River casinos in the state. So it's you really got to just got to think about this in, in like as a regular person. Like what do you like? You don't want to go somewhere to sign up for an Internet account. That is just nonsense in, in the year 2019. So, uh, I, yeah, we're, I'll talk about this on every podcast and hope I'm yeah. probably preaching to the choir most of the time here. But you never know. We hear, you might pick up somebody else who who is hearing this and say, OK, this just makes sense. We got to we got to stop doing this because you can't look at objectively at this data that we're seeing from states that have online betting and think there's any other way to be doing this. Yeah, Eric, stop forcing. Eric, stop Eric forcing you lived your, you've lived in Vegas for for how long? You still don't have a damn sports betting account. I'll I mean, come you, on. You know, it, even in Vegas, I I did manage to go down to South Point a few months ago and set up my account there, put a hundred bucks in. That didn't last for the weekend, and I have yet <laughs> I have yet to go back to South Point to reload my account because you can't do it online, and it's you know it's ten minutes away. But <laughs> I don't I don't want to put pants on to go down to South See, Point. See, there it is. It's all about the pants. It's like yeah. this is the I need. I need a, a lawmaker to stand up there and say, I mean, seriously, how many people want to put on pants to have to go it's make true. a sports bet? You know, I just need them to be honest. Let's be real here. Let's not let's not talk around in, in, in fancy circles here. Let's just be honest with each other and stand there and go, I want to make bets in my underwear sitting on my couch while I'm dribbling soup down my chest. I don't want to have to put on pants to go do it. I don't want to put upon pants for work either. Right. So. 
I mean, seriously, this is what we just this. I just want someone to be honest about this. Let's let's just say what people are thinking. I don't know why as a casino operator, you'd want to you'd want to force people into that guest experience. You know, it's never to force people to come to your property just to fill out paperwork and then leave. That doesn't sound like what I'd want to do if I owned a casino. You don't want to you don't want to drag people to your property. And, and again, in New Jersey, we know and you, just from the online casino, we know that you're creating and engaging with customers that you might not have had otherwise. This is not like. You're not getting some customer that you you're getting anyway. You're you're right. sometimes activating a new customer or somebody who had just never in a million years is coming to your casino anyway. They they but they will because you have an online casino and then you have a shot at them to say, oh hey, you want to come to the casino? You can you you have you now have their email. You have activation through their app. You can if you really want to get them to the casino, then you have other a way to do that instead of instead of forcing it. You have you can make this happen more organically. And that's, I think that's really the lesson. Our final topic here of 2019. Let's, uh, and it it is one that I'm sure Dustin, you are super excited. That will be our last topic here of 2019. Someone is looking to try to establish some sort of federal oversight for stuff yet again. Yeah. Just make Dustin mad on an, <laughs> on an X day of the week is this is what this one is. Uh, the headline from gambling compliance, which is a really good subscription based site that covers, covers the gambling industry is that a, uh, Senator from Connecticut, uh, in, in the big Congress, not, not Connecticut's uh, legislature is working on a sports betting bill that would quote unquote establish a non federal agency to protect amateur athletes from being exploited by gamblers. Uh, this is, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know what to do with this other than on the list of things that the Congress should be doing either on sports betting or in general. This is very low. I don't want to kind of dismiss the idea that there's not not potential issues for amateur athletes when it comes to sports betting. But as we always say, this these are not new issues. There has been betting on college sports for for decades. This is not like not like we we turned off turned off the federal ban and all of a sudden there is all this betting on college sports. There is more betting on it, but it already already existed. So I just I just don't want Congress to get involved. And if they are going to get involved, I want it to be in something that actually makes sense. One fix the the Wire Act, which is, is potentially is just continues to be a problem for for gambling in the industry, still an ongoing court case regarding the Wire Act in federal court, and and two, just just make stop illegal sports betting sites from from being. If you want to help protect amateur athletes, that's what you should be doing. You should be funneling betting through regulated. Uh, regulated and legal operators in the United States or or anywhere. You should be trying to stop that. Those are the things that the federal government could and should be doing to help sports betting, not, you know, dipping your finger in and saying, oh, we're going to do what the NCAA wants us to do on on sports betting. That's that's not a good answer at all. Mitt Romney and Chuck Schumer are continuing on with their thing. Mitt Romney says staff to staff and principal to principal. We're working on it when asked about a bill to establish federal standards for sports betting. It's like you said, Dustin, just guys focus on something else right now. How about it? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, they, they reached out to their press people. They're, they're saying what they're supposed to because, you know, their leagues are probably saying, oh, yes, we still have a chance of passing sports betting. Sports betting is not going to pass in 2020. I will stake my reputation on it. <laughs> but so no, I, I will not. I'll stop. I'll, maybe I maybe I won't say I will quit. But it, I, like I'd be absolutely shocked if there's a sports betting bill that gets passed in an election year. Like I don't there, nothing's getting done anywhere. Uh, Mitt Romney and Chuck Schumer are two of 
Donald Trump's least favorite people. Um, so th- this is just not going to happen in the short term. We can so and 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 this whether this other this other legislation about trying to protect amateur athletes will will be a thing. I don't know, but again, this is I, there's just better things to be doing with our with our federal government's time than than you know trying to take this one little piece of sports betting and butting their nose into it. Like there's, if you're going to get involved, do something that's, that's, that's useful to the sports betting industry. Senator Schumer and I are working together to say that with regard to sports betting, if states are going to allow that, we'd like to see there be some standards so that there is not abuse in that arena. Yeah, that's exactly what state regulators do. Exactly. That's, that's, what, that's, what, that's, what, that's what we have regulators <laughs> for, you know. I, I Again, I like Dustin said, I just don't think there's an appetite for this. You're going to ask, you know, tw- lawmakers in 20 states that have already legalized sports betting that have empowered their regulators to to do this, to, to change their minds and employ federal oversight. I just – it really does undercut the, the state regulation, which has been – working in Nevada for decades and now is, you know, expanding throughout the country. And I'm always just against like, again, this is this is an effort that kind of just says that there's some, somehow sports betting in the United States has made this problem worse. This problem existed. It did not just exi- come into being in 2018. So to it, the whole narrative of it is that, OK, well, legal sports betting is somehow making this worse. It's not making it worse. Yes, it's creating perhaps more opportunities. There's more money bet on it, but it's going again through a, through a legal avenue. This is so I, I just I just hate when we see legislation that's like somehow making the legal market out to be worse than the existing offshore market that, that we've been existing in for years. Absolutely. We have preached on the, with this and we will continue to preach on with this, guys. As always, all of the topics that we talk about here on this podcast, you can read a full written breakdown over at LegalSportsReport.com. And again, if whatever avenue you are listening to this, please go in and subscribe and rate and review and let everybody know that we are keeping you informed on what is going on in this crazy landscape with things changing each and every single day. And I know I speak for Dustin, for Eric, and even for Adam, who is not here. We truly appreciate you guys listening over the course of 2019 here. Uh, this podcast is grown pretty significantly and i know that there are a lot of people out there who look forward to this thing getting published uh so that you can kind of just you know listen in your car listening on your drive on your you know walking on a treadmill and get caught up on the things that are going on in this industry and you don't have to read and listen to all the boring hearings that eric and dustin and adam have to um so it's a it's good for me as well hosting the podcast to be able to get these little nuggets and things and and be able to take that with me and and follow up with reading the articles over at LSR. So for, for all of us here, happy holidays, have a great, great new year as well. And we will be back better and bigger than ever here in 2020. So for Dustin, for Eric and for Adam, I'm Matt. Have a good one. The go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45-minute break in the day between meetings, realize this is your moment. So you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP. Meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy one of your select faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Cabo meal valid when product served. 
the go through some emails, check your calendar, see that you have a 45-minute break in the day between meetings, realize this is your moment. So you drive right to McDonald's to pick up something extra delicious ASAP. Meal. Thank you. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. Buy one of your select faves and get another for just a dollar every morning, like a sausage McMuffin or hash browns. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Cabo meal valid when product served. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.